Welcome to the Clear River View podcast, the only podcast you need to know everything about river cruising. My name's Andy Harmer. Thank you for listening. We have a very special guest on this episode, and that is Paul Molinas, who are Managing Director, UK and Europe for APT. Uh, thank you, Paul, for joining us. You have been around on the travel industry at events and things for many years. In fact, I remember your Travel Weekly AAA's awards uh, up on stage. So how did your travel industry journey start? Thank you for having me. Um, it started many years ago. We won't uh, discuss how many years. <laughs> um, but I started out my career um, working for Kiwoni oh, wow. uh, in the luxury tour operator space. And uh, that really energized my love for travel and uh, destinations and uh, that journey took me uh, to the travel corporation where i spent 18 uh, good years um, looking after the brands of inside vacations trafalgar a bit of uniworld a bit of contiki at the time so pretty well versed across you know river and uh, and touring really and can you remember what the attraction was to go to Kiwoni? was it to get into travel well, it all, it all started at a college where someone from Kiwani had come down and uh, gave us an overview of travel at a travel and tourism course. And we all wanted to be either a pilots <laughs> or uh, stewards at the time to, to fly around uh, all of Europe and, and the rest of the world, really. But they came and offered an intern course. And uh, I think half the, half the uh, course applied. And there were three lucky ones to get in. I was one of those. We all still want to be pilots. <laughs> we do, we do, we do. Yeah, so APT was recent, fairly recent in your career. So for those who don't know anything about them, tell us a bit about the business. Yeah, so I joined ABT six years ago. Um, and there's... It was the COVID stop start uh, in yeah. between that. So it feels like it's still quite new, actually. Um, but a, a great family business, um, head office in Melbourne, run by an Australian family called the McGeary's. And we specialise in luxury and premium river uh, cruising and touring. So and how much of the focus is on river and how much is touring? And did it start in river or did it start? No, it started in touring. So it was it started out as Australia and New Zealand touring. Okay. And uh, being an Australian business. And so that's still part of our business today. And when I joined the business, um, coming from a touring background, mm. I thought the focus will be predominantly on touring. But I think as we've grown uh, and we now have our own vessels and we've got so much inventory on the rivers and also the, the small ships, um, that I would say 75% of our business today is river. Okay. And how much crossover is there? Do, you, do your guests, presumably you have loyal guests, you do both your touring product and your river product? Yeah, we do. Uh, so a lot of them started with us in, in the touring space. And we've got a lot of loyal guests. And I think that anybody in these sectors of river and touring do have loyal guests. But I think that's the secret. I mean, the, the question to any business like ours is always, okay, so what's next for the guests who have maybe traveled with us before, either on a tour or on a river? Because there are only so many rivers. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they don't want to keep on going back to the same ones. You know, we're all, we've all got that holiday itch where we want to try something different every year and uh, that's that's part of our challenge is to keep on reinventing keep on bringing new products to market yeah and i've often teased you about which one is your favorite whether it's touring or river cruise knowing that there's a difference but actually the products are probably more similar than you might first think because i guess a river cruise is touring is just on a river absolutely i mean it's it's a very similar concept although there there is a little bit of crossover you know so with touring you've got 
a different type of client because uh, that type of client wants to be up early, probably wants to uh, see more things. Um, they'll they'll probably go to to bed earlier. They'll travel in a group from a small group up to forty odd guests. And then when you've got people on the river, river uh, river guests want to pack and unpack once. Yeah, they want a lot slower a way of doing things and doing things at their own time. So I think in river, you've got more flexibility. Yeah. Um, but in touring, um, you're right in the heart of it. And presumably on a river cruise, because your guests are with you more, then you get to know them better. They feel a bit more I don't know, looked after and cared for. Is that part of the river product? Yeah, it is. Because, you know, you've got your cruise director, you've got your cruise manager, um but you're with the guests from the start to the end um you know so they're e- you they're either on board and they want to spend time on board um and want to be actually relaxing in the hotel on the river mm. or they'll take excursions uh some um, most days or even just go out on their own i mean um and the beauty of us stopping in uh in these small towns and villages especially in europe um enables our guests to do that yeah how has River Cruise changed in the years that you've known it? Well, I think it's uh, like everything ch- it changes. Yeah. I think it, it's, it's getting better and better and better. What I witnessed is when I stepped on all different vessels at the River Cruise uh, River View um, Conference. Hmm. And, uh, you know, it's a perfect enabler yeah. to give uh, agents uh, a chance to view the different uh, products that are out there. And I think... Uh, we're, it's changing now into uh, they're, they're going more contemporary. Uh, their technology is changing um, as the guests change, and I think guest expectations today are still all about value, right? Our mm. guests want good value for money, like everybody wants with everything they buy. Um, but I think that we've got to change things up and keep things fresh. And I think there's so many different brands offering so so many different products. And how do you do that? How do you keep it fresh? Well, I think you know. The limitation we've got, which is different to ocean, is the ocean's so yeah. large, right? Yeah. So they can keep on building bigger, higher, taller, wider. We can't. Yeah. Um, but what we've got to do is uh, listen to our guests, listen to what they want. And, you know, well, we've tried all different things from, you know, you've seen things like large swimming pools, like our new Douro ship has got one of the largest pools in Europe because on the Douro, they're going to great great weather and they will spend more time on board. Yeah. Uh, you've got enhancing uh, the cuisine um, so food delivery, wine delivery, uh, bringing chefs from the local region, having wines from the local region. Then there's wellness. So bikes now uh, become very popular. I mean, we saw in Amsterdam a few days ago, everyone's on a bike. So, yeah. you know, your vessel should be carrying uh, bikes now. Uh, not not just e-bikes, but just bikes as well, where guests can go out, take the bike and, and go and enjoy yeah, fitness is certainly a trend that I think River has picked up on. As you say, bikes is a good example of that. Do your guests, do you think, want a more personalised experience? And can you do that on a river ship? You can. And I think uh, everybody wants a, a personalised experience because, you know, when you're paying a certain amount of money, you want to be, be made special uh, or made feel special. And I think that doesn't just come when it's on board experience. It really starts at time of booking. And I think um, sub-businesses uh, do it well. We try to do it very well. Um, and we try to take the guests on the journey from the very start, from when they call us to make the initial booking or, or go to their travel agent to make the initial booking, to when they return home. And I think that's what it's about. It's, it's the small personal touches, and we call it the APT difference. I brought that in uh, when I joined the business six years ago, and I brought it in internally first. 
um, just to celebrate those moments of, of when the staff do something special. And right. you'll be surprised how, uh, you know, we, we started off with hashtag APC difference and you'll be surprised how, uh, how many times it's used. And it's, you know, it's, it's all about how we do things. Um, and the APC difference could be, you know, from a staff member internally going above and beyond to someone on board doing something special that the guests weren't expecting, that wasn't in the brochure, wasn't on the itinerary, you know, and and everybody's trying to achieve that little bit of special because at the end of the day, we're in a people business and uh, we're making these, our guests' dreams come true and they're spending a lot of money. We can't forget that. Yeah. And they want to have a great time. Yeah. And we, we seem to be obsessed in River Cruise about the average age of a cruiser. But actually, age is pretty irrelevant, right? It is. It is. I mean, look, one, I always say this. One thing that we can't get away from, uh, however much money we've got, is we can't stop the day. Right? We can't turn back the clock. So every minute of every day, we're getting a little bit more mature. And I think there's a product for everybody, Andy. And I think the, the key thing here is that let's not get fascinated about wanting to drive down the age of a River Cruise guest from 55 to 45, you know, because... Today's fifty-five-year-old feels forty-five, yeah, and that's or what, younger, or younger, <laughs> yeah, like ourselves. So what, what we're trying, we're trying to make it a little bit more active. But you know what I would say to any river cruise business, any touring business, is there's always going to be a market for us, yeah, you know. But it's just keeping ahead of the trends. And you know, if you look, say five years ago, and this is a really interesting one, is is that everyone used to say, oh, the mature folk. Uh, don't go online but you know during covid the only way they could connect yeah, with their family friends yeah. was online yeah. so they use um facebook uh and and digital assets more than than anybody now and that really helps every business because you know speed to market comes a play because we don't have to rely on the brochure anymore though there is a brochure there and people still do want them but we can talk to people digitally now and get them information super quickly uh, it helps us, it helps them, and uh, it's a really good way to do things. Yeah, it's really true. My mum, who was of a certain age, actually is on social media way more than I am. But it's funny how it's become part of her routine, her daily routine. Yeah. And um, do you engage your guests on social? Do they like talking about the product and the holidays and... We do. Uh, we could do more in that space, I, yeah. I believe. Um, you know, look, I think the traditional method of print um our guests still love yeah you know um the other the other conversational pieces around you know do our guests want to come on and just book everything online well um we've got that option but it, th there's not many to take it because people still want that personal touch and i think when you reach a, a certain demographic you start being concerned about oh well, even even our demographic you were worried about you know am i spending my money yeah, my hard-earned money yeah. with the right company and uh, am i doing the right thing and there's always that piece of nervousness around and i think that if you've got good people whether that be on web chat or on the phone uh it enables to put a bit of comfort back into yeah. people's buying decision yeah as you said it's a big it's a big purchase yeah um, you mentioned how kind of the 55-year-old of today is different may maybe to 20 years ago. And they're definitely more interested, the older market is definitely more interested in food. Yes. And how are you reflecting that on board? Because that's always been a big part of a holiday. Yeah. I mean, look, we're, we're trying to enhance that all the time. Um, it's a real fine balance of, you know, what do, what do people actually want um and that all comes down to a couple of things i mean the first one is um what type of nationalities do you take on board your vessel um you know you've got companies out there that uh, operate all around the world where with mixed clientele you've got some 
companies that are just operate in Europe to European clientele. We, we operate uh, with a mix of uh, UK guests and Australian guests being an Australian business. So uh, it, they they combine very very well, yeah. um, but they they sometimes differ in in what they like to eat in portion sizes and when they like to eat. We just got to try and find a happy balance. But I think in today's world, you know, people uh, still want choice, um, but they also look towards more of a healthy angle now. Mm. And I think that's that's good because you know the healthier we are, the longer we're going to live. Um, and you know, even when it comes down to uh, wines and beers, um, and we include those in at meal times. Um, and we've looked at many options here. You know, do we go all inclusive? Uh, do we put the packages in? But you know, I think some of the guests will will carry on drinking during the evening. Um, but the majority will say, okay, well, you know, I've just eaten a healthy meal. I've had a nice glass of wine. And I want to be up tomorrow to get on an e-bike and, and get out into the town. Yeah, it's that choice thing again, isn't it? Absolutely. You to choose what to do. You mentioned that you have Australian and UK guests on board, but they are a good mix, aren't they? They do seem to like similar things. Yeah, I mean, that's the key. I think uh, when you look at uh, mixing guests from um, different countries, you've got to make sure it works, right? And, uh, you know, I've seen it work like like our vessels, and I've also seen it very challenging uh, when you work in a touring space and you've got offices around the world because different cultures uh, mean uh, different things to different folks and it's trying to cater for just just one is it can be challenging but in this space um, we've operated for many years on the Australians and the Brits uh, they work very well together they've got the same sense of humor um, and it's super, and we've also got Irish guests now as well, so they also add to the uh, add to the mix and also add to the bar bill. Yeah, I'm sure makes makes it uh, much more fun. Travel agents listening uh, will be interested in how they can grow their River Cruise sales. You used a couple of phrases. You talked about wellness and dining, and you talked about you know that choice and being looked after, luxury hotel, etc. Those the key thing uh, travel agents should be talking about. The best way to understand what uh, river cruising is about is to either get to the Riverview conference where you'll get to see the hardware because that's very important um, because that will help you with the differences but the other piece of it is speak to your operators and we offer a substantial training uh, opportunities and most uh, most operators do uh, speak to your operator see if you can get them in and, and come and talk to you about the experience show some video content that you guys have some some great one of those on online um, and understand what you actually experience when you're on a river now it's a lot slower um, but what it's like is if you're floating on a on a wonderful hotel with amazing views like we've we've witnessed over the last couple of days uh, most of the time it's good weather stopping off uh, in these little towns and all these little towns are so charming and they've got so much to offer and it's not just a little town with oh it's just another castle or it's just mm. another cathedral here you know you've got there's so much character and charm to these villages and, and towns whether that be in Germany whether that be in Amsterdam you know you, you're in Portugal on the Douro Vietnam and Cambodia uh, there's just there's, there's so many spots and it's it's such an interesting way of, of holidaying and, uh, and I think that once people have been on, uh, they will go again, just just like ocean. Yeah, but it is. It's talking about destinations as well as the onboard as well. You know, it's all in the mix, but which actually you don't get with other types of holiday. Yeah, and I think the, the key thing about the destination, you're absolutely right, is understanding the destinations. It's not those. Uh, it's probably some of the lesser known uh, yeah. areas, but if you get to know them and understand, you know what 
Cologne has to offer, Rudesheim has to offer, Porto has to offer. I think that's the real sell because you're right there in the heart of it. Yeah. Let's talk about 2024. We're right at the start of the year. It's a filled with like a long stretch to go to the end of 2024. But what are you most excited about this year? I mean, 24 is, you know, we've come off a, a very good year in 23. And I think there's many reasons for that. One, um, we delivered the right products at the right price point at the right time. And we supported our, our aging partners uh, and they supported us. So we've had a good year. And there was also the pent up demand of, of uh, post-COVID where people wanted to travel. Um, 24, I think, is, is a year that's uh, started very well in January. Um, it hasn't always been upwards mm. um you know we've had a couple of low weeks and, and there's picked back up again which which is great and we think uh what we're trying to get away from is this late booking market that is just looking for deals um but it's an exciting year for apt and travel marvel because uh we launch our new long-awaited ship on maduro so that's coming in in 24 and uh there was a slight delay to the launch uh, as ship builds as you know yeah it always happens yeah. <laughs> it always happens so so our first sailing is in august so a great time to go to dora we've also extended the season on the back end right. um to november but we're super excited about that and there's there's plenty of stuff coming in 25 and we go on sale for 25 in march so uh you know what we want to do is encourage people to book early and how big a decision is it to say, right, we're going to build a ship for the Duro? Because Duro has been bubbling along, kind of growing for a while, actually, a few years. So, But to actually say, right, we're going to invest and put our, some effort into it, that's quite a big decision for the business to make. Yeah, yeah I mean, look, we've been operating the Duro for quite a while now. And uh, we had chartered a ship there mm. for many years. And it's worked extremely well. I mean... One issue with the UK market for APT and Travel Marble and the Doro is inventory. You know, we knew we know the Australians love to travel uh, on the Doro, um, and they'll package it up with maybe Spain and Portugal yeah. together, make it a longer trip because it's a long way to come from Australia. But what that did is because the Australians book early because they are planning this longer trip, um, it caused us an issue and it gave us limited inventory. Yeah. So it's an area since I joined that we've been always looking at. Um, okay, why don't we go and build our own ship? Um, and we're lucky enough to be in a position to say, yes, uh, the family committed um, and we are, we have built our own ship um, and let's try and make it a little bit different. Uh, and that, that's the key. So, you know, the good news is we've got a ship. Yeah. Um, next year is going to be the full year sailing. So it's down to us now to get as many guests on as possible. And you know it's one of my favourite places in Europe, Porto itself. It's just a beautiful city. And actually, I love Portugal. The wine, the food, the people is just, it sells itself in many ways. So. Yeah, it's it's different to to uh, a normal European river yeah. cruise because, you know, the cities, they're different. Um, and there's a big focus, like you said, on, on food and wine. Um, not forgetting those Portuguese little custard specials yeah, that, uh, that, we, that we all love. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, you've got different people. It's a different feel, different language. Usually you get great weather. Um, I think we're going to do extremely well uh, on the Douro. And I think we know it's like number one, two or three uh, best-selling river out the UK yeah. market now. Yeah. Are you looking at, you won't tell me, but are you looking at other rivers? Are you always looking at where you can put some new APT product? We are. We are. So uh, there will be uh, new things coming in 25, Great. for sure. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, it's not only river that we do. Uh, so that's a little bit of a hint. I mean, we in 19, we uh, bought a couple of uh, luxury yachts 
in Croatia and right. the Croatian sailing has been fantastic. Um, you know, that comes down to inventory there because they're only, they're only small vessels um, and they fill up very quickly. So we are looking, constantly looking at new rivers all the time. Um, although we tick most of those uh, rivers off across Europe and worldwide. And, you know, the big hope for us is that Vietnam comes back. We've started to see it come back. We've just put a new vessel there for APT. Travel Marvel has got the old APT vessel. And although I say old, it's still like a five-star yeah, vessel yeah. for four-star prices. So that's a great buy. And Vietnam and Cambodia is just such a beautiful place to go. The Mekong River is, is exceptional. So um, we, we were doing so well in that um, pre-COVID. And yeah. We'd like to see that come back. So there's a great opportunity there. Yeah. Yeah. So to everyone who's listening, there's more details about APT, of course, on the clear website, which is cruising.org. And you'll also find all of our back catalogue of podcasts. Thank you for chatting. It's always good to catch up. It sounds like you've got a very busy year with Duro, particularly coming on stream, but lots of other rivers and product to sell. But thanks for your time. You're welcome. It's been a pleasure. Thanks.